with ModHop.com founder Jake Redman and travel junkie Anthony Ryan. I had to come running back here today because, uh, you know, sitting at home, you really have a f- small window. And this is the case when we're in the office, too. But at home, I have a window of opportunity to do this podcast when I've brought my kid outside for a while and before my wife comes out of her work hole to uh, to start making dinner and, and start banging around in the kitchen and, uh, you know, talking. So yeah, it's a very narrow window. Yeah, it's a very narrow window. So I, I had to get home by a certain time. And uh, and I think you were dealing with some stuff, too. So we're here now. We we're set up. And what was funny about. This time I got I got the board set up. I got my computer set up over here and I was just sitting here. I put my headphones and I sort of punched you up on the uh, the system we use to talk to each other. And I'm like, what am I missing? I feel like I'm missing something. And and I realized that I didn't have my microphone. (laughs) And I'm like, wow, how did you not know That's like the most? How did I miss that key ingredient of a podcast? Um, So I guess just in the rush. I, uh, I've been doing a lot, a lot of that lately. I think it's just a lot of like, uh, running around and things change from week to week. It's hard to keep track of all this stuff. Kids are, yeah. have different you gotta take school. a day off, man. Yeah. The kids have a different Here school set up every couple of days now and, ugh. but, uh, 2020 coming to a close. So thankfully, <laughs> yeah. But what will we think of the first half of 2021? My wife says I'm a little bit of a downer. When it comes to that, I'm like, well, it's not going to be until June or July, but that's what that's how long it's going to take to get through this. But there's a light at the end of the tunnel and we can kind of see it. Yeah. Start planning those vacations, man. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's what's going to happen is everybody's going to want to go July 3rd, you know, when uh, or whenever we reach herd immunity. Well, that won't be for a while, but I mean, when everybody's allowed to uh, get back in the air, I think we're all going to try to get up there in the same time or at the same time. Yeah, I'll be with you. Yeah, everybody's everybody's got a glut of uh, canceled flight credits. I know. I wonder if they're going to still honor all those. Well, most airlines, I think, uh, at least, you know, the United points or the United credits that I have are good for two years from the date of travel. So I've got till summer of 2022, I think, to use mine. But uh, it's going to be a race back to the skies, I think. Yeah, I mean, you got to expect some of that that crowd to not to, to be a little, you know, and what's hesitant to fly. And what's really kind of exciting about possibly coming out of this is how we're going to work from now on. Like, are we going to be able to work off site more often or completely? So it just blows my mind that we haven't gotten to this point with without a pandemic. But um, but it's interesting how companies are sort of like coming around to like, OK, we don't need to rent all this space. It might be bad for the corporate real estate market, but um, you know there are probably going to be a lot more people working from home. And you came across something that you emailed me this week about Hawaii trying to bring those people over there—the people who don't aren't really tethered to any specific place and might be able to work somewhere else from now on, right? Yeah, you heard of that, the Movers and Shakas program? It's Movers oh, that's and what Shakas. That's it was called, Move, Movers and Shakas. I like Where's it. I like the name already. I'm in. But basically what, what they say is you can apply for this program. Um, and then if you, uh, if, if you pa- 
pass the test, I, I guess you, they will pay for your flight and lodging, which is incredible to, to come and live in Hawaii. And the, the gist is, you know, you're going to have to spend some time, uh, devoting some hours to helping the community doing some, uh, what's the word work. <laughs> Commu- oh, yeah. Community service. Uh, is that what you're looking for? Doing some community service. And, uh, yeah, you know, I like- think it's a, it's a great trade-off because what they're looking for is are people who want to give to the community to make the community a better place. So in turn, they'll bring you there. You can work from remotely and then you're obviously going to be spending, uh, your money on food and other things there. Well, it so looks like help. there's on their website. I'm just sort of flipping through it right now. They've got a number of organizations that they work with, like Hawaii literacy. So uh, presumably you're helping, uh, local residents become more literate, uh, Girl Scouts of Hawaii, Chamber of Commerce. So I'm sure there's a, it looks like there's more to come to. So it's a growing list of things that you can commit to once you're over there and then they take care of your room and board and your flight over there. But my question was, and I still don't know that I necessarily have an answer, but if I want to apply, are they going to give me, give me a place that's large enough for my whole family? Or can I just do it and get away from my whole family? Okay, that's a. <laughs> maybe you should do uh, check out the fine. Hold on, I'm signing up. Are you, are you putting in like keyboard sounds right here? Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. I love my family, <laughs> uh, and I'm staying here. Have them apply too. Here's a, <laughs> the thing: is as much as I want to give back, I can't even make Hoboken a better place. All I do, my job is to stand at the park and make sure I don't lose track of my kids. Oh, I see. You know what? That's the interesting thing about just everyday people. It's like, what are we doing to help our own communities? I mean, it's sad. I feel like such a cheat if I say I don't have enough time, but especially right now, two kids, a pandemic, and you know, I just give some money. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, it almost makes me feel a little guilty to apply to this because it's like, if I don't normally help my own community, but I'm like, oh, I'll, but I'll do it if you give me a flight and room and board and in a beautiful you know, island somewhere. Yeah, man. What are you doing for Jersey City? You know, I picked up a piece of garbage the other day and put it in the garbage. Oh, okay. <laughs> Make sure you log window. that time somewhere. Condone that. <laughs> call so call up Mayor Fulop and tell him what you did. Yeah, I will. <laughs> so he married us, you know that? What's that? Fulop, Mayor Fulop married us. Oh, what did I Officially. say? Oh, he, oh, that's right. I thought you were that, saying his last name was hyphenated and it was Fulop Meridus. <laughs> I like that. I like that too. <laughs> Dr. Full, doctor. Now I know. Now I made him a doctor. Esquire. Dr. Philip Meredith. Mc, I just gave him Philip too. I don't know where I'm going with that. The third, the third Esquire. <laughs> uh, I got a couple of uh, interesting stories. Um, one's kind of sad. Uh, Venice has flooded again. Oh no. I thought they, they just completed the dam system. Well here, this is after the shiny new $8 billion anti-flooding system wasn't activated. What had happened was for for, yeah, forecast had called for far less in rain leading up to Tuesday's storms, but predictions as they often are were wrong. By the time water was coming in, it was too late. Dramatic pictures of a drenched San Marco square found there were online uh, as water was coming in the other day. The city's mayor has since expressed interest in shortening the chain of command in deploying the system in hopes that reactions on the ground are faster next time. Yeah. I mean, how many people do they have to answer to to turn the thing on? Come on. That's the problem with it with that. I've heard about Italy is that there's just so much red tape and 
you know, bureaucracy to, to go to do something so simple as press a button on time. Yeah. It's like, should we do it? Should we do? I don't know. Yeah. But I still live there. Yeah, I would too. I'd maybe get a job near that button. Yeah. That turns the thing on and I would just start making executive decisions. Yeah, it's like at this point, if you're the guy, if you're the guy at the button, just, you know, don't wait for it. Just hit the button. And then when you save the town, you save the town. And then you're a hero and you'll be knighted or something. Yeah. Whatever they do there. By the way, I don't know if you heard that alarm that was going off nonstop. I, you know, I thought car alarms were a thing of the past and I still hear them all the time. Do people even go and look out the window and be like, oh my gosh, someone's doing something to that car. Well, yeah, there's, so, there's, we tune them out. Whatever happened to the snake one? What was that? It, it actually wasn't a real snake. I, I don't know how it worked, oh, but it was, uh, there was a commercial where like this, this python yeah. like, <laughs> like came it, out from under the car. It and looked scared, like a, like like a hologram or... that comes out of the front of the car. What was it called? Yeah. It was like the Viper oh, security yeah. system. Yeah, it was like some Viper thing yeah i forget I what it was friend, I, I was so young i didn't know if it was a real thing or not i had a friend who tried to i worked with him at citibank and he tried to lure me into this primerica ponzi scheme security sales thing and he came to pick no. me up one time to bring me one of these cult meetings in his uh he had a really cool shiny white trans am or something like this but it must have been about 95 and he comes up and, you know, the Viper was the thing that you saw on TV. And you're like, oh, my God, that's shiny new alarm system that rich people have. And he had it on his car and you would hit a button. He would hit a button and it would say Viper activated stand back or something really <laughs> ominous or scary. And I'm like, damn, this guy's rolling in it. And I almost want to believe that it was a prop car that they let him use to lure people to this uh, Ponzi scheme meeting. Yeah, that's that's how it works. Because multi-level marketing stuff. Yeah, I feel like it was, and I got in the meeting. I'm like, oh no! Like, I, it was weird. The guy, what was his name? Rilson, real cool guy. I, lo- I really liked working with the guy, and and on a day to day basis, we got along. But I remember he brought me to this meeting, and I got in there, and like five minutes into it, I'm like, oh, I know what's happening. It was my birthday. And he's like, you doing anything for your birthday? And I was kind of new to New York at that time. And he was like, I'll take you out for your birthday. I'm like, oh, my God, we're going to hit it. We're going to hit the clubs. We're going to go out. Oh, my God. Rilson's going to take me out. Show this is going to be amazing. And he brings me he picks me up in this cool car. And then we're at the Holiday Inn LaGuardia. Oh God! I'm like the most rad birthday ever. Yeah, Is there a club in here? And what's going on? I go in there and it's like some meeting room. And I'm like, oh, no. So about 10 minutes into and then I had to talk my way out. I'd like five different little group meetings. I'm like, oh, get me out of here. Oh, man. Not a good birthday gift. And that's going to make my segue into uh, holiday gift giving a little bit better. If you're looking for a holiday gift to buy someone that had planned a big trip this year, or at least part of next, uh, I came across some great ideas on one of our sister sites, the Travel Sisters, put together a pretty thorough list of subscription boxes that you can sign your jilted explore up for the first one listed in their piece i think is my favorite well maybe first or second favorite it's from crate joy they have a series that sends you on a virtual vacation each month with snacks language lessons recipes and a bunch of more stuff uh, from a different spot on the globe each time the sneak peek they give is a german christmas market in a box that has like a mulling spice kit a little nutcracker ornament uh, there's help in there making an advent wreath from a pro florist and other cool holiday tchotchkes. The kit runs 33 British pounds a month. I couldn't find how to change the currency on the site, so beware of that. But roughly, I guess that's 43 to 45 bucks a month. I, I like it. I like the idea. I guess it's not really cheap, but 
the idea is you pretty know, cool. Combo that with, uh, you know, enjoying your box and putting <laughs> on like a, a walking tour video of that location. Sipping your mold you really spice. feel like you're there. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, you know, travel themed subscription boxes remind me of the old uh, sweetarrival.com. Do you remember that? I do not. Tell uh, me about it. Well, sweetarrival.com, now a wholly owned domain name of Mod Hot Productions, uh, was it wasn't so much a subscription box, but you would go online to their site and you would fill out what you needed at your hotel when you arrived. And it would be toiletries because, remember, you know, things have loosened a little bit, but it's when they first announced smaller uh, travel sizes, like everything. It was right after they announced the three ounce rule. It was supposed to be for people who didn't want to deal with taking stuff out of their bag at security and just getting to their hotel and having the trial size shampoo, the, you know, the kits, the the snacks that were too expensive for the mini bar. It would be like a box of things that you would want and need when you got there. So and they had partnered with hotels to sort of get the box set up in the room. And um, it was a whole thing. And, and people seem to love it, but not enough for them to stick around, I guess. That's too bad. That's actually a good idea. Like even now, it's, I think that's a good idea. Yeah. And my idea was to, you know, after they had sort of let the domain expire, I bought it and turned it into like an Amazon referral site. Like I would just pick out travel items and like pick what you need and have it sent to your hotel. It didn't quite work. <laughs> It didn't quite work with all the support uh, that something like that would need. Um, But I thought it was a really great idea. And I think that the uh, the guy had reached out to me a couple of times, but uh, to try and work on something together. But it sort of fell apart. That's too bad. Um, Anyway, the Travel Sisters article gives you a decent selection of subscription boxes to peruse for camping, glamping and all sorts of travel. I'll put the link on the podcast page. Ooh, the Japan crate looks pretty cool. And it's cheaper, about 22 bucks. Maybe we'll order one of those and unbox it for a future pod. Does it come with sushi? Well, I hope not. <laughs> They're using all the dry ice for the Pfizer vaccine, so I don't think they can send sushi. I just laughed and it hurt because my mouth still hurts. <laughs> That's right. You just got back from the <laughs> from dentist. <my> procedure earlier. <laughs> I'm surprised you're not still numbed up and you sound pretty good for having just been to the dentist. Yeah, I, I was numbed up for, and it was like that for two, three hours. I had a chip tooth and I, got it filled this morning and oh i didn't i didn't know that they were gonna take out this long ass needle and stick it in my gums i was not prepared for that yeah i, mean, that, I guess i just didn't know that's what they do i had to have that happen after i think it was a year year and a half ago oh yeah it was last halloween not this past one but the one before i stole some of my kids halloween candy and serves you right <laughs> i kind of steal most of it i don't want to give them a lot so i usually just take what i can throw a bunch away and just keep a few for myself but um God, they're going to grow up and hear this and they're never going to hear this. What am I talking about? Um, but I was eating some Skittles and I'm sitting there in my room and I feel this crunch. And I'm like, wow, I got a really crunchy one. And I realized that it's pieces of my tooth. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, oh, no. Luckily, no. it didn't hurt that bad. Like it didn't expose the root to the degree that it would. Re- it was really painful. So I got in to see. Heavens, man. I got in to see Dr. Sadri, uh, EDM, Dennis to the stars. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah the uh the next day and he got things sorted out but i remember that you get you get in there and you're like you, i'd never had that happen before so you're right it's a little daunting they bring out the big novocaine needle and you're like oh it's that yeah i was not prepared so they took it out i'm like well i guess i'm can't do anything now yeah so yeah, it, exactly it, it, it you're kind of trapped that's it you're trapped there yeah it's kind of like well i can't get up now can i i mean you're not strapped in but you're kind of committed I can't be like, you know what? 
I'm gonna. Oh, take burn away! <laughs> oh shoot! Uh, running the engine on. I would love to see a just a mad sprint right out of there. <laughs> but let's get to our our main event this week. Uh, we're gonna stop here for where our mid roll sponsor would be if anyone wanted to sponsor us. And we'll be back with our guest, a familiar face on YouTube. It's part one of our chat with Joel Bruner. You can skip 10 seconds and you're there or, or just wait. The Mod Hop Podcast with Jake Redmond and Anthony Ryan. Our guest is a regular writer for two very popular blogs, captained by his good pal Mark Weens, Migrationology, and Eating Thai Food. He's also got his own travel and food-focused YouTube channel that features a regular chat that Anthony frequents. I've popped in a few times. A lot of fun. Big Mod Hop, welcome to Joel Bruner. Welcome, Thank you, Joel. Man. Thank you, guys. Both of you. Thanks. It's great to be here. Great to have you here, and I'm glad we could we could sort out a time that works for everybody. I'm uh, live, from, well, not live when you hear this, but live from my car at the moment. <laughs> this is how we have to work things in pandemic times when you've got two small children and uh, a wife who's putting them to bed. So <laughs> this is how nine o'clock at night sounds for me. <laughs> hey, the sound Solid. environment is important. Joel, but it's guess- great to finally put the, the, I mean, we see your face all the time, but now you, we can sort of connect on both levels, like uh, two directions. Yeah, yeah. That is very cool to think about sometimes and weird that it's possible. The, the quality of video able to be transmitted around the world is just crazy, not on a professional level, but just on like such a normal person user level. It's crazy. Well, and to think that we just do an audio podcast, too, that it's the sound is is getting better and better, too, no matter where you are in the world. So, um, yay, technology. All right. (laughs) Big fan. Uh, For the people who are listening, some of you may be familiar with Joel if you watch Mark Ween's videos. And, of course, I've mentioned Mark Ween's channel multiple times throughout the course of our podcast run here. But uh, it was really cool to finally get to see your own channel which you only just started a year ago am i right yep and obviously mark's been doing it for many years what yeah. made you want to just do it at that particular time i guess i recognized early on just in terms of the covid situation i recognized there's a chance that i won't be able to leave thailand and there have been a few kind of like turning points in my time in thailand all of them out of my control and I thought this is probably another one and what did I do at those times and how could I learn for this one what's what's one big thing that I've kind of said to myself okay if I ever had a lot of free time how I best spend that free time and I've been I've been able to travel with Mark for a while and so it has been in the past maybe like a, a thing that friends and family would always just comment on, hey, why don't you make a channel? Why don't you make it? But I, my best friend, first of all, I don't just want to copy him. And then second, I know from a firsthand point of view what many people don't don't just realize how many hours per week running a successful YouTube channel and one that you can handle like emotionally, how much work that takes. And so just I thought for COVID, you know what? I do have a lot of footage. Let me just try. I, let me just try. And that was it. Like, <laughs> do, you, do you feel like it's been uh, an emotional drag at, adding that on to everything else that you've done, emotional and physical, like all, all the things that go into to making the blog? Does it drain you at all? Or, or are you finding that it just sort of energizes you to keep going? 
the feedback is what really energizes me because the at times the lack of personality or personableness that a blog because it's you know in some ways it can be very one way if you don't try to interact with the audience it can be zero you know right uh per human to human context so at first kind of going from a job as a teacher which is maximum interaction like intentional interaction to then zero it really was tough at first but i saw again just simply because of covid because of the restrictions on human contact i thought let me try, try to use out. this time yeah now, yeah now are you are you still teaching as well no so i was at first helping mark kind of carry the blogs because he 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 liked them he felt you know just i guess he felt bad to just throw them away after all the hours that he did but right. just in terms of time he couldn't handle he now has three youtube channels he couldn't handle that and two blogs so he was paying me just like freelance for a while and then he said okay if you uh i've planned a few big trips and if you come with me on these trips it would probably be enough that you could write full time to get all these articles out right. because we were doing like six week trips and if you know mark's channel he he is just awesome he can work every day he needs no break he's got the energy to do it right <laughs> i meet people like that and i'm like I, how do i get some of that <laughs> maybe maybe it's the food yes <laughs> you know back to back to your channel i think it really yeah, yeah. came at the perfect time what like you pushing it you putting all your energy into it because honestly it shows and it for people like me who are at home looking for a way to break up the boringness of being home all the time and then to land upon your channel and being familiar with you already being in mark's videos i'm like my wife and i were like wait a second that's that guy who was in mark's videos so then we started watching you and there are so many things about your channel that we love we love first and foremost um is we love how you share your emotions so uh, you don't seem to hold back and i think it connects with a lot of people a lot of the people who comment on your videos and who are who attend the live chats it seems like you built a really great community and i think a lot of that is because you are who you are and we love to see that and i would like to know is it hard for you to show that kind of emotion um to sort of bear it all to practically anyone who wants to watch hmm. it is i can see how it might feel dangerous but the the being able to be or i guess the lucky position to be able to watch someone else do that with their life for so many years i kind of knew what was coming and i had told myself also jumping a little bit as a teacher i had told myself i want to be a teacher who does show a full like a a full life view to the students not limited to just what the classroom material is but i want the students to be able to know that i live what i teach and of course that's a huge ideal no human can ever uh completely succeed if that's your ideal but to try yeah it's a, so, i think it's a good message yeah thanks so i guess you know to answer that very easily without much thought i just thought of this 
ideal as as one that can be carried over to everything that I do. So if I'm going to be on video, then then why not? And it as it was only a trial at first, I didn't I didn't have so much riding on it because I knew that I could go back to teaching. But then when I saw Anthony, as you say, as I saw people were enjoying that, then immediately I just felt like a sense of peace. Okay, this is great. I can just be myself. Enough people are responding that I don't need to even think about this. So let's you know, maybe go. Maybe part of that is because you were you did start it as just a trial, and you were just yourself. You didn't think too much about it in the beginning, and then when people started responding positively, you're just like, all right, well, that works. Let's keep going with it. Yeah, yeah. it was pretty straightforward in that way. Well, it sounded like you were ready to take that dive, and I find that, like you say, it's sort of, uh, in a way, it's just all about uh, once you take that step into it and you've been doing it long enough, you know how to be yourself and you know how to interact with the camera and not worry so much about uh, you know what you're putting out there because you know you've you've done it before, right? Yes. I, I Again, in that sense, I consider myself lucky hmm. and almost like... Uh, you know, of, of people who have come to me, not that I know anything, but come to me asking, hey, how can I start a YouTube channel? I've kind of noticed, I kind of was just able to jump over maybe two or three of, of the big hurdles that will cause someone else to lose focus, lose motivation. Mark, by, by having Mark invite me to go with him for every step, just by being his friend, I was able to not worry about the, so I just have to say, I'm lucky for that because the introductory period is what and in life not just YouTube that's that's where most people will stop whatever it is as soon as it starts to get hard and that's a that's a human experience as well so you could learn life lessons from YouTube yeah. basically yeah, yeah, yeah totally <laughs> right. we're learning everything from YouTube these days <laughs> seems like if I could count the number of hours we've watched since uh, the beginning of the pandemic, I'm sure it would add up to an embarrassing number of uh, YouTube hours. But <laughs> it's that rabbit hole, you know, you just yep. you go down it and you can't stop. Uh, Jake and I were actually discussing your channel and how it's it's at that. We feel like it's at that sweet spot where you're still able to give your uh, viewers attention to make them feel, you know, that connection is are you finding it as your channel's growing um there's gonna go, there's gonna be a point where it's gonna be almost impossible to to do but are you enjoying the challenge of trying to just with everyone or is it getting to a point where like oh man this is overwhelming it's just right now happening as yeah very accurate observation it's just past the point maybe last month where i where i have to choose um are these hours now better spent editing the next video or responding to the previous video because I, I felt like I can fully give fair and honest emotional investment into maybe a hundred comments per video but now it's to the point where every video has has two or three hundred so I it's not fun to pick and choose you know so I just yeah I just log in kind of when a new video is up maybe every few hours and then I just see which comments other people are responding to and then maybe give some input and then throw a few, you know, throw a few thank yous and try not to answer the same names. So I try to recognize names and then maybe not just answer those same names. 
that's a great way of spreading the love. I find that's true, uh, and it it seems like a good way to do it uh, with the partnership blogs that we belong to. The Mod Hop is part of a larger area called Boarding Area that uh, that has a few rock star bloggers who who have had to make that choice at some point or another too, where they have to you know interact with the first you know twenty people who interact and then just check back on it every once in a while. And I guess that's probably that's probably a good strategy to not keep. Uh, responding to the same people. Yeah, I guess personality also plays a part, but you're right. Yeah. It's just uh, you, each of you also spending a significant amount of time online or just once you open yourself to, to work online, there is never ending work to be done. You just, you then have to be responsible with your own health, I guess, in one way. <laughs> yeah, emo- emotional and physical. It can take a lot out of you, I'm sure. Um, Do you see yourself um, doing what a lot of the bloggers, I think Mark does this too, right? Like he has a team yeah. that edits the videos. Do you see yourself getting to that point? So he, I would say, because I've been able to meet up with him in the situation where he is meeting other famous bloggers. And I've seen, maybe surprising, unsurprising, Mark has held on to the really tough parts much longer than other maybe well-known YouTube channels. He very recently hired people to edit the videos. Very recently. It's that hard. is actually pretty amazing. Yeah, it's hard to relinquish that control, though, especially if you've been if you've had so much success with it already. Um, it's it's hard to sort of let go of your your baby, if you will, because um, and that's you know the same is true for me to a sense. I mean, we only have you know ten to fifteen followers, um, but you know, the, but yeah, it's it's been uh, you know I used to edit small videos for this, and they're, they're probably. Uh, okay. Two three minute vignettes about air travel or um, or hotel travel. It's basically hotel and air air travel reviews, and mm-hmm. you know those are three minutes, and those were hard enough. So I can't even imagine what what you guys have to do to uh, to put together one of these uh, what end up being just absolutely stellar travel videos. And it's it's uh, it, they're great to watch, and um, it's quite an investment, and it's much appreciated, especially in times like this. I think when people are you know craving content yeah yeah so i guess that's my way of saying thank you (laughs) and we're transported back to the now uh that was part one of our talk with joel bruner of joel bruner on youtube and a bunch of other things uh we'll get back into more with joel bruner next week or the next mod hop podcast we're going to talk a little more about travel we're going to find out what his favorite airport is, which is what I'm in it for, because I need to know how people travel. And I need to know where people travel. And I'm really enjoying this interview. He's a fun guy to talk to. And uh, his Instagram talks, I don't even know what to call them, Instagram lives. Yeah, the live streams. Yeah, the live streams. Oh, they're not even Instagram. What am I talking about? They're YouTube. The, the YouTube I live always streams. mess that up. Somewhere in my mind, I have it locked that Instagram is the only platform that has lives, but that's not the case because they all have them. Yeah. And the YouTube ones are real fun because it's just an easier layout. You could use it on your computer. Yeah. I feel like uh, I feel like they make it more easier to be they make it easier to be interactive. Exactly. You know that when when we watch Joel, when Kristen and I watch Joel, we have him on the, the main TV and we have the chat scrolling on the side, but it goes so fast. So whenever we want to type or read back a little bit, we just, we have it on the computer. 
So we have side by side Joel, <laughs> pretty much. That's quite a multimedia setup you have at home for on your 4K TV. 4K TV with with the live stream. I got the computer next to it with the chat. And then if I'm too lazy to get off the couch, I have it on my phone. I'm so old timey with my TV. I've got this, uh, you know, early, early on era HD TV, which is fine for me. <laughs> but I'm, I'm do you have a CRT. I'm the old TV guy. I had like an old hotel TV, like a square TV in my apartment until about the time I got married. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Things are so heavy. My TV technology is way behind. Uh, so we'll get into that next weekend. More with Joel Bruner next week or next time on the Mod Hop Podcast. Thanks for hanging out again. We'll see you next time.